Welcome to Money Confidence with Mariah. I'm Mariah, your money coach, and every Tuesday, I'll be coaching you on how to create a confident relationship with your money so that you can hit your financial freedom goals. We'll dive into the mindset and strategy around savings, paying off debt, making confident money decisions, and overall feeling better with your finances. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest, one of my previous clients. His name is Ray. Ray, do you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Hello. And we were just chatting before we started recording about how it's almost been a year since we finished working together and we've kept in touch. We've talked a few times since then. So I thought it would be really fun to have you come on the podcast. Um, So let's just Let's start off by tell everyone that's listening, when you did decide to start coaching, so a year and a half ago, what made you decide that that was the right time for you to invest in your relationship with money? So when I made the decision, I was kind of in a hole. I was in a deep hole and it had been up and down a lot, but mostly down for a long time before that. Uh, And I was just over it. I was done with being in a hole, done with hating where I was. And I just, we just really connected well when we talked. And I was like, Mariah is the one who's going to get me out, support me to get out of this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're open to it, can you tell us a little bit about that? If you remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that was a year and a half ago. I mean, well, actually, yeah, I, it, it was kind of bad. So I it, at the point, I don't remember the number, but it was like a big number. Every month I was negative and I saw no possibility of getting out of it. Um, it was like you're you're in a hole and you're trying to get out of the hole, but you're digging yourself a deeper hole. Uh, and that's the way it felt to me. And I didn't see any possibilities of escaping that. I didn't see any any way out. And I, I, I'm, I've been around. I've, I've been in a number of other coaching containers. And, and for a while, I even was going to become a life coach myself. Part of what got me in the hole. <laughs> but um, so I, I knew that I needed support. I couldn't do this by myself. And it takes strength to recognize that and ask for help, ask for support. That's not weakness at all. So, mm-hmm. and you and I had talked before and it just, it wasn't the right time. It just, you know, something either, I I don't know what it was. It just wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. But this time when we finally did start working together, something inside me said, you know, this is the right time. This is the right place. This is the right person. Let's do this. And yeah. even though I was in a hole, I knew that the only way out was through. And this was, that's why I made the choice. Yeah. So good. That, and I think that can be a challenge. And when you say like you were in a hole, I just want to say for everyone listening, that could be different for everyone, right? Like there's not, not like one hole, quote unquote, right? Like for everyone, it could feel really different. Like for me, it was, I had $60,000 of debt. And, you know, for you, your situation did have some things to do with the debt, but that might not have been like the only thing at the time. I can't really remember, honestly. Um, But I love that you said that you just said, okay, it was the right time and you were ready to, you're ready to change it. 
And so I love that because I think sometimes we think that we need to be, you know, get a certain raise or pay off a certain amount of our credit cards first before we start making changes. But you pretty much said that you just decided it was the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, a, I had done all the doing. Mm-hmm. The doing wasn't getting me anywhere. And I've been in, in through all of the coaching programs I've been in. One of the biggest tenets is be, do, have. instead of do, have, be. So it's like, who do I get to be to get the result? And in this moment, it was, I get to be vulnerable. Mm. I get to be open to possibilities and I get to welcome in support. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. And you said that you were a doer, which again, we're really alike in this way. We both are good at doing, (laughs) meaning I'm going to explain that for everyone. Like you had a budget, like you were, you had spreadsheets on spreadsheets. Actually to this day, I'm sure you spreadsheet better than I do, (laughs) (laughs) but so you were budgeting and like looking at your numbers. Do you, if you can remember, why do you think like the traditional form of budgeting and looking at your numbers wasn't really working for you? Um, that was actually the big breakthrough is looking at things differently. My old, what I call old budget was here's a list of all of what has to go out. Here's a list of what's coming in. Does the one number bigger than the other or whatever. And when, when the out was way bigger than the in, I was like, um, now what? And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see, it was an all or nothing thing. It was like, I'm stuck. I'm in this hole. I can't get out of it. And there's no possibility. What, what really, what the shift was, was looking at it in it from a different perspective, perspective that was actually brought on by one of your uh, supplemental materials is instead of looking at the whole month all at once, it's a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. like a flow instead yep. of a big chunk. And that was that was the 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 light switch. I still use both that in my old one mm-hmm. to this day. And I navigated over the last year being uh, laid off and then being un- completely unemployed for a month and a half and without a hiccup at all. Just there wasn't even a bump in the road. Mm. So at the beginning of coaching, you said that you were in the red and the negative. And then by the end of coaching, and I remember this because we were still working together they unexpectedly just got rid of the position that you had altogether. And so you did have to navigate going from bringing in money and being in a good place now to not having that income. And so you're saying, based on the work that we did together, you were able to make it through that month and a half and Mm -hmm. still be okay. Yeah, I shifted the way I was looking at the way where my money was coming from and how much I had and how it went out so that I could move things around in such a way that it worked Mm -hmm. so that I could get through the gap until I got my new job, which, you know, and, and there was really no, no bumps. I actually, the week before I uh, started my new job, I uh, was in Virginia beach for a week on vacation Mm -hmm. and my new job pays me once a month at the end of the month. So even those kinds of shifts, which, you know, a job that only pays once a month. That's super weird, but I shifted based on that. Yeah. So you're, so what do you think, like, I want to use the word mindset. So what do you think shifted in like your mindset or your approach or your relationship with money? What shifted from that perspective that's also allowed you to make all these 
shifts with like the strategy piece that we've been talking about? It's possibility. I never beforehand, I never saw possibility. It was an all or nothing thing. It's like either I have all this money all at once or it's not ever going to work. It's not possible. So mm -hmm. it was being open to possibility, open to uh, different ways of looking at it. Yeah. I love that. I think with money too, it can feel so black and white because it's numbers. And so sometimes the first number we see, we're like, nope, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Or we plan, we're like, okay, this will work. And then when the numbers don't math at the end of the month, like the math doesn't math at the end of the month, when we predicted that it would, we're kind of, we kind of panic a little bit, or at least I used to. Yeah. Oh, and and I, I even remember, I, I'm pretty sure I used the phrase, the numbers don't lie. And yeah. The, and, the, and the numbers say this isn't going to work. And well, it, it worked because the numbers weren't, the numbers weren't lying. They were just hiding the truth or, you know, I don't know how th that metaphor just falls apart, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it comes back to the word that you, that you keep using, which is perspective. I think when we shift our perspective of the numbers, the numbers can tell us a different story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can stand a certain way and, and things, you know, that picture of the person who looks super wide, but then you look a different way and they're like, then the other way, that kind That's of thing. That's such a good example. Those <laughs> ones always get me. They're like, do you see this or this? And I'm like, oh, I saw the first one or whatever. Or the dress, the the golden blue or the black. And I, I, I don't remember how these were, but. Yeah. But that's such a good point because I think, again, so, so many of us, either we budget, 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 and we like kind of bang our head against the wall because it doesn't work the way it should or the way we think it will, or we just totally avoid it altogether because the numbers feel really overwhelming. But instead of just rebudgeting or moving numbers around, it's again, you have to start with your perspective and the way that you're viewing it and the way you're believing what's possible with your numbers and willing to make changes and shift your perspective is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also be, I still use the two tools tools are, I mean, they're not the gospel. Mm -hmm. They're a tool. So how you use the tool will can impact how things look to you. Uh, it's like a, one of my mentors uses the example of a hammer. What's a hammer for pounding nails. I mean, you can do other things with it, but it, it, its purpose is pounding nails. So if you use the one tool for one purpose and the other tool for another purpose, rather than trying to use them like a doorstop, it's a hammer, it's a doorstop. It'll work, but it's not <laughs> what it's built Paperweight. for. Paperweight. Yeah, Paperweight. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just, we've been building a fence, side note, and we were, we've been using the hammer to like hammer the posts in when we're like an inch off and we don't want to take the whole thing out and build the hole. So again, you can use tools all different ways. Yeah. And I always say people are like, I need a budget. I'm like, a budget is just a tool. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can help you make a budget, but the more important part is the perspective, is the approach, which is what I call money intimacy, which I made an episode on that, episode number three, if you guys want to go back and listen, but being able to really get intimate with your numbers and look at them from all different perspectives and give yourself different options. That is what's going to make the difference, not adding up your numbers on a piece of paper. Yeah, it's it's not like the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. Yeah, I love that. You always have like the best sayings. I love it. So <laughs> so I pulled up some of the notes, like just from our like final wrap-up session because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So on that final wrap-up session that we had a, literally a year ago, you talked about how you feel like you're more in control of your spending as well. 
Do you have anything that you want to add about that? What's has anything changed? So back then I was, I don't know why I don't want to use the word restricting because that's what I got away from. It was more, I was um, limiting, staying within and, and not feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. Now where I'm at is like, I don't feel bad if I go over. Okay, good. I like that. It, it's like, okay, so I went over, I'll just adjust things next month or, you know, more money will come in or it's not a problem. I don't worry about it. That's so good. Okay. I'm I'm going to like, I think my, my earth is shaking over here because I want to, I want to elaborate. I think it's a misconception that when you make a plan or you make a budget or whatever, if you don't stick to it again, as adults or humans, we tell ourselves like we did something wrong or we didn't do what we were supposed to, or we were irresponsible, like all the things. And that's what usually creates a lot of guilt versus what you just said is no, sometimes maybe I go over, but I just figure it out. I don't beat myself up for it. I don't feel bad. Like I just adjust. Yeah. That's so good. So for everyone listening, if you've made a budget and you've gone over on the budget, it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're not making progress. We're human. Like things are, and also unexpected things are going to happen too. I think sometimes in our mind, we're like, if it's, if it's, not unexpected, like a flat tire. If it's like something that I can control, then I did something wrong mm-hmm. Ver- versus like, no, sometimes we forget a birthday party or I don't know, we forget it's somebody's baby shower. Or there's a dinner we want to go to, or I don't know, like I, I, I honestly go over on my spending money too. And I adjust my mm-hmm. husband's always like, you're the spender. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a spender and a saver. I like to spend but I do it and I know when I'm spending over and I make the adjustments and I'm intentional about it. I think that's the difference. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah. And, and here's a perfect example. Last month I had budgeted 300 bucks for extra spending. Spent 700 bucks more than that. Just okay. because, I mean, it, yeah. it's November, Black Friday sales. I had to go to Dunkin' Donuts 12 times a month to keep my 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 boosted status, you know, things like that. But I didn't feel bad about it. It was stuff that brought me joy. Yeah. As opposed to being like, oh, I can't do that. And if I do that, I suck, which is mm-hmm. how I used to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and you can tell us what it was for you, but a lot of times when we're like, I can't believe I did that, I suck. Then we want to look at our money even less. Or when we do look at the money, it just feels hard. Yeah. And to avoid or to escape that bad feeling, go out and spend more. Mm-hmm. Maybe on things that I didn't really want, but the act of spending was what, oh, I can go. I'm going to go shopping just to get my mind off of this. Yeah. And now I have a pile of stuff that I didn't really want. Mm-hmm. What I have now is stuff that I wanted or, you know, yummy chocolate stuff from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I remember you used to get this one popcorn we talked about. I can't remember oh, like the, the name I, of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I haven't had any of that in a while because I just hadn't felt the mood for it. But yeah, I remember that very clearly. <laughs> that was your go-to. And I think what you said is a good point too, is like sometimes when we feel a lot of guilt, we might go spend more. And it can show up in other ways too. Like I've had clients to where they feel really bad and they go binge watch Netflix all night or they go scroll on Instagram or they go eat something or order food or Whatever it is for me, I would like end up in my pantry eating cookies. That was a that was my go to. But we work on that, and now you get to a place where you can spend and not feel bad, 
adjust, strategize, be intentional and have stuff that you actually want. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's mindful spending really. It's really what it comes down yeah. to being mindful. I love that. Mindful. I love that word. So what would you say? Cause it's been a year. And like I said, we have talked, but I mean, we haven't necessarily done like a money update conversation per se. Um, so tell me, how do you think change, like working on your relationship with money, changing your perspective, all the things we've talked about so far, how do you think the last year of your life has been different than maybe it would have been if you didn't work on those things? Oh, the, the whole layoff thing, uh, with no severance, hardly, you know, pretty much no severance, I would have been frozen. I would have been like, I'm screwed. I would have been in such a negative, bad place where I just rolled with it. I was like, okay, what do I want to do next? And if there was a period of time where I was like, I'm not feeling another job right now. So I'll just hang out and just exist and do what I've been doing and see what comes. And something came for, you know, I got a, I had a short-term period where I had a, a temp job, which I probably never would have considered before. But because I was open instead of like rigid, it has to be a, a full-time permanent job. It, yeah, I, I was open to it. And this past year has been more easy. Hmm. Despite the, the, the complications, it's hmm. been easy in general. Where before I felt like there was a ton of bricks on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I love to hear that. Felt easy. Like yeah. think about the quality of life when life feels easy or money feels easy or every everything in general is easier. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. good. Versus a ton of bricks. <laughs> and and I chose that. Really, what it comes down to is I chose it. And before I couldn't see, I was just so blinded by what I was, you know, all the all the bad things. I was focusing on the negative. Mm-hmm. Now I choose to look at the positive. I chose it to be easy. It's either whether it's easy or hard is my choice. It's the choice to choose easy and the choice to choose hard. What's whatever you focus on. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing easy. Yeah. And I, I think for me, everyone's definition might be different, but for me, that's definitely part of my definition of freedom is being able to intentionally choose how I want to look at a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, cause things could be challenging or hard, but you can still choose to look at the more neutral or the more positive side of things and not, not saying to like lie to yourself and be like, everything's amazing. I'm a millionaire, right? Like we could still be like realistic, but being like, I'm going to figure this out. I have options. I can find another job. I'm open to it, right? Like having that more neutral or positive perspective that still feels really true. I feel like that for me feels like freedom as well. well yeah and, and and events are in and of themselves are neutral the only meaning that exists is what we give to them so if you're going to give meaning to something make it a positive or an, at least an empowering interpretation i love that have you been able to apply that i know that's something that we always worked on in coaching but have you been able to apply that at all around your perspective on debt because i know when we started coaching you had debt and i know that was a challenging perspective for you and i just for a lot of people so you know i still have it i mean it's it's a long-term process 
I look the way I look at the debt now is like I want it to go away so that I'm not taking that much money out of my incoming money. But I mean, it's it I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it. It's not a negative thing. It's just a thing. It's just mm -hmm. it's just there, and and I acknowledge it's there. It's a result of what my past choices were. Um, and while it would be nice for money to fall from the sky and make it all go away. Um, realistically, that's not going to happen. I, mean, I, I could play the lottery, but <laughs> that's, that, that's a tax on people who can't do math. <laughs> you win a million, you take home 500,000. <laughs> um, but no, but I love that because again, and I can relate with the debt is like a lot of people and myself included when I was trying to pay off my debt. It was very much for me like a rush because I thought the debt was the thing that was making my life feel more negative, right? But when I learned that, no, like I really have a say in how I feel about this and it gets to just be like a neutral thing that I'm working on. Yeah. It gave me so much more freedom even before the debt was paid off, which helped me pay the debt off because it made me want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not negative. It's, it's just a thing. And while yes, things would be, different if i didn't have it because i could have all this money that i'm spending on debt to spend on other things i it's it doesn't mean i have to rush it's it's just a would be a nice thing yeah so. yeah so for anyone listening who feels like you're in a rush to pay off debt because you think that will make you feel better or have more freedom or just like feel more positive Ray is a good testament of like, no, you can really start to feel those things now. That doesn't mean we stop paying on the debt. We can still pay it off. Mm -hmm. You can even speed up and pay it off faster if you want, but we want to do it from a neutral, calm place where you're still enjoying your life and buying things and doing the things that you care about. And then the debt is just like part of your, another tool. Paying off debt is just another tool or another strategy that you're using. Yep. That's so good. You've shared so much good. What, were you going to say something else? No, no, no. no. Anything you want to like add or anything else that came up for you during this conversation? I mean, I, I just want to double down on it's, it's your choice on how you look at things uh, and just choose the empowering interpretation. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. And I will say like, even as somebody who's done a lot of coaching, and I know you've been in different coaching programs too. It's an ongoing it's all part of the journey. Just like paying off debt maybe isn't overnight, working on the way you think about things and your relationship with money, it's a it's a it's a journey. You just have to start and decide and start taking the steps. Yeah. 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 So good. Well, thank you for being here. It was so fun to talk with you. I know we're gonna continue to keep checking in and chatting, of course, but I appreciate you being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Of course. All right, everyone. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Money Confidence with Mariah. It's my mission to help you heal your relationship with money so that you can hit all of your financial goals. If you found this podcast helpful in any way, the greatest thank you is to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share it with a friend. See you guys next week.